appendix part five of struggles and triumphs or forty years recollections of p t barnum written by himself this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c struggles and triumphs of p t barnum appendix part five conclusion in sending these last pages to the printer in march eighteen seventy two i may say that my manager mr coop his assistants and myself have been busy ever since new years in reorganizing our great travelling show building new wagons and cages and painting gilding and repairing the others one of the great carved mirrored and gilded chariots from england used by me in eighteen seventy one is a grand affair made telescopic and when extended to its full height reaches an altitude of forty feet on the top of which in our street processions we place a young lady costumed to personate the goddess of liberty the regilding of this one vehicle preparatory to opening our spring campaign cost about five thousand dollars enough to build a nice house in the country the wintering of my horses and wild animals salaries of employees and expense of fitting up properly for the next season cost over fifty thousand dollars during the winter my agents abroad had shipped me many interesting and expensive curiosities indeed ship after ship has brought me so many rare animals and works of art that i have sometimes been puzzled to find places to store them two beautiful giraffes or camelpards were dispatched to me but one died on the atlantic making three of these tender and valuable animals that i have lost within a year the only one on this continent at the, this present writing is mine he is a beauty i own another which is now in the royal zoological gardens regent's park london ready to be shipped at any moment should i unfortunately be obliged to send a message by the atlantic cable announcing the death of my present pet other managers gave up trying to import giraffes several years ago owing to the great cost and care of attending them no giraffe has ever lived two years in america these very impediments however incited me to always have a living giraffe on hand at whatever cost for of course their scarcity enhances their attraction and value as curiosities i hear that my example has stimulated the manager of a small show to try and obtain a giraffe i am educating the public curiosity and taste to demand so much that is rare and valuable that many managers will soon give up the show business as several have this spring while others must be more liberal and enterprising if they succeed 
hitherto many small showmen who could raise cash and credit to the amount of twenty thousand dollars would get half a dozen cages of cheap animals two or three fourth rate circus riders a few acrobats or tumblers a clown and three or four broken down ring horses then buying some ready printed dashy show bills misrepresenting their show they would announce a great menagerie and circus and perhaps clear the cost of their show the first season for there are some persons who are bound to go to the show whatever may be its merits but the public are generally getting sick of this same old story and as my broadway american museum years ago served to reform or extinguish one horse shows so i trust that the immensity of my travelling show will serve to elevate and extend public expectations and improve public exhibitions several immense sea lions and barking seals have also been captured by my agents at alaska and are added to the innumerable caravan some of these marine monsters weigh a thousand pounds each and each consumes from sixty to a hundred pounds of fish per day it is very curious to see them floundering in and out of the immense water tanks in which i transport them through the country their tremendous roar may often be heard the distance of a mile among my equestrian novelties is an italian goat taught in europe to ride on horseback leap through hoops and over banners alighting on his feet on the back of the horse while at full speed i named him alexis in honor of the russian prince he appeared in niblo's gardens new york in february and created much enthusiasm numerous artists in different parts of europe have been engaged all winter in making for my show extraordinary musical and other automatons and moving tableaux so marvelous in their construction as to seem enchanted or to be possessed of life but perhaps the most rare and curious addition to my great show and certainly the most difficult to obtain is a company of four wild fiji cannibals i have tried in vain for years to secure specimens of these man-eaters at last the opportunity came three of these cannibals have fallen into the hands of their royal enemy who was about to execute and perhaps to eat them the missionaries and my agent prevailed upon the copper-colored king to accept a large sum in gold on condition of his majesty's granting them a reprieve and leave of absence to america for three years my agent also leaving a large sum with the american consul to be forfeited if they were not returned within the time stipulated accompanying them is a half-civilized cannibal woman converted and educated by the methodist missionaries 
she reads fluently and very pleasantly from the bible printed in the fijian language and she already exerts a powerful moral influence over these savages they take a lively interest in hearing her read the history of our savior they earnestly declare their convictions that eating human flesh is wrong and faithfully promise never again to attempt it they are intelligent and docile their characteristic war dances and rude marches as well as their representations of cannibal manners and customs are peculiarly interesting and instructive it is perhaps needless to add that the bonds for their return will be forfeited they are already learning to speak and read our language and i hope soon to put them in the way of being converted to christianity even if by doing the title of missionary be added to the many already given me by the public the following happy hit is from the pen of rev henry ward beecher as it appeared in that excellent paper of which he is editor the new york christian union of february twenty eighth eighteen seventy two should not a paternal government set some limit to the enterprise of brother barnum with reference at least to the consideration of public safety here upon our desk lies an indication of his last perilous venture he invites us and one friend no conditions as to condition specified to a private exhibition of four living cannibals which he has obtained from the fiji islands for his travelling show we have beaten up in this office among the team and tough and those most easily spared in an emergency for volunteers to visit the anthropology and report but never has the retiring and self-distrustful disposition of our employees been more signally displayed this establishment was not represented at that exposition if barnum had remembered to specify the feeding time we might have dropped in in a friendly way at some other period of the day i may add that at the above exhibition several editors brought their daughters those blooming ladies refused to sit on the front seat in the fear of being eaten but i remarked that there was more danger of some of the young gentlemen swallowing them alive than there was from the cannibals the bells subsided and were safe and now comes a joke so huge and ludicrous that i laugh over it daily although there is a serious subject to it every shipment of curiosities that has arrived from abroad this winter has served to put my worthy manager coop in great agony i tell you mr barnum you are getting this show too big has been repeated 
by my perplexed manager a hundred times since new year's never mind i reply we ought to have a big show the public expect it and will appreciate it so here must go six thousand dollars more for a giraffe wagon and the horses to draw it says coop and this makes more than seventy additional horses that your importations since last fall have rendered necessary well friend coop we have the only giraffe in america i replied yes sir that is all very well but no country can support such an expensive show as you are putting on the road and that is poor coop's doleful complaint continually but now comes a more serious side and here is where the joke comes in i had wintered about five hundred horses and was preparing to add at least another hundred to my retinue i induced my son-in-law mr s h hurd to sell out his business take stock in the show and become its treasurer and assistant manager hurd is clear-headed but he moves cautiously and looks before he leaps on a cold clear morning in february eighteen seventy two mr coop mr hurd and several of our leading assistants and counsellors called at my house their countenances were solemn not to say lugubrious their jaws seemed firmly set and altogether i discovered something ominous in their appearance i saw that there was solid business ahead but i said with a smile gentlemen i am right glad to see you i confess you don't look very jolly but never mind unbosom yourselves and tell me what is up manager coop opened the ball i am very sorry to say mr barnum said that honest good-hearted manager that our business here is important and serious although we of course like to bow to your decisions and are ready to acknowledge that your experience is greater than ours we have had a long and serious consultation this morning and have unanimously concluded that your show is more than twice too large to succeed that you will lose nearly four hundred thousand dollars if you try to drag it all through the country that your only chance of success is to sell off more than half of your curiosities and horses and wagons or else divide them into three or certainly two distinct shows is this a mutiny gentlemen i asked with a feeling of countenance far from solemn by no means a mutiny father said hurd but really it is a very serious affair we have been making a careful and close calculation here he drew from his pocket a sheet of paper covered with figures and read from it 
the expenses of your exhibitions including nearly a thousand men and horses the printing board salaries etc will average more than four thousand dollars per day but call it four thousand you show thirty weeks one hundred and eighty days thus your expenses for the tenting season besides wear and tear and general depreciation will be at least seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars this is about twice as much as any show ever took in one season except your own last year this is the year of the presidential election which on account of political excitement and mass meetings always injures traveling shows we have carefully looked over the towns which you will be able to touch this summer not going west of ohio for you cannot get beyond that state in a single season and we compute your receipts at not over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars which would leave you a loser of three hundred and seventy thousand dollars are you not a little mistaken in some of your estimates i asked mr barnum figures never lie exclaimed mr coop with great earnestness and pulling a pocket map from his breast pocket he opened it and i saw that he was set down for the next spokesman our teams cannot travel with heavy leads more than the average of twenty miles per day continued coop now please follow the lines marked on this map and you will find that we are compelled to make seventy-one stands where there are not people enough within five miles to give us an average of one thousand dollars per day that will involve a loss of two hundred and thirteen thousand dollars and i tell you that taking accidents storms and other risks the season will be ruinous if you don't reduce the show more than one-half coop i replied did not thousands of people come fifty sixty a hundred miles last year by railroad excursions to see my show he confessed that they did well i replied if you have lost faith in the discernment of the public i have not and i propose to prove it then laughing heartily i added gentlemen i thank you for your advice but i won't reduce the show a single hair or feather on the contrary i will add five or six hundred dollars per day to my expenses my assembled cabinet rolled their eyes in astonishment father are you crazy asked hurd with a look of despair not much i replied now i continued i see the show is too big to drag from village to village by horse power and i have long suspected it would be and have laid my plans accordingly i will immediately telegraph to all the principal 
railroad centers between here and omaha nebraska and within five days i will tell you what it will cost to transport my whole show taking leaps of a hundred miles or more in a single night so as to hit good-sized towns every day in the season if i can do this with sixty or seventy freight cars six passenger cars and three engines within such a figure as i think it ought to be done for i will do it the cabinet adjourned for five days and it was worth something to see how astonished and apparently pleased the various members looked as they withdrew at the appointed time all met again the railroad telegrams were generally favorable and we then and there resolved to transport the entire museum menagerie and hippodrome all the coming season by rail enlisting a power which if expended on traversing common wagon roads would be equivalent to two thousand men and horses if life and health are spared me till another spring i will report the result of this setting on foot a mighty army with banners but if it is wisely appointed that some other hand shall record it i confidently trust the american public will bear witness that i found great pleasure in contributing to their rational enjoyment end of appendix part five recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c